Welcome yeah, to Dead man. Down the Drain. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dead Down the Drain. Episode seven. Seven. Episode seven. Can you imagine that? Yeah, normally we get really bored with stuff when we don't, uh, or just don't bother. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> I've done something, we're going to something new, but there. Uh, Isn't this just being done out of boredom, though? You know? We're, we're, we're both busy guys. We're bored of boredom, so that's why we've decided to do this. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep on going until everything fails. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to be here again, next to the lava lamp and yeah. uh, the pineapple of truth. Got the joysticks going, you know. Yeah, it's having a few uh, drinky poos, a few candles around. Yeah, it's uh, it's all it's, it's very relaxed, sensual kind of environment. I feel very relaxed tonight, John. I, I, you know, I've. Uh, did I've, you? Had a, I've had a stressful. I've had a, I feel as though I've had a stressful time. You know, recently. You're not relaxed because you've started using a Japanese toilet, are you? Are you? Uh, no, no, no. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't be bothered with it. Mm. I just want to be in and out. Didn't want to read the manual for. I the... just want to be in. Then I want to go like pressure <coughs> out. Pressure. Wipe, What's this pressure like? Done. You've got to. You've got to force things out, don't you? Sometimes. You? Yeah. Do you have to push on the toilet like? Sometimes. Depends yeah. what medication I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it depend what you've been eating? Yeah, well, you know. It's more medication <laughs> for me. Is it? Uh-huh. Everything just comes out like a runny mess. You want to start taking something that'll slacken you off a bit. That's what I would advise. I want something to firm us up. Do you? Yeah. This is starting out pretty, yeah. I don't know where this is going. I mean, I'm I don't, I don't know, but <clears throat> the truth hurts, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> I think your arsehole hurts. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it does. Uh, yeah, well, occasionally, occasionally it does. Yeah, this uh, this last week, um, me uh, partner's away on holiday, and I've, I've been um, I've been left to my own devices. Where the cat's away. <laughs> is yeah. that is that is that uh, phrase applicable in this situation? Well. Well, that denotes some kind of like illicit behaviour going on, but I find myself just kind of, I don't know who I am. I'm on my own. You're like a lost soul. I am, yeah. I'm just pacing around the rooms, just glancing into each room and like coming back out and just having another look in another room to see what, what, what's going on in there. Does it feel real? Do you feel, do you feel like you're, you're really here? Um, do you know what I mean? As no. in when you're walking around and just going, this isn't real. This isn't real. <laughs> There's nobody here. <laughs> that sounds a bit existential for me. And, uh, so what, what what have you been up to when, uh, you know... Well, um, just alone with my thoughts. Thought. I mean, it's terrifying, isn't it? Have you ever thought about anything? I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. 
that is terrifying. I can't, I can't be left alone. I cannot be left alone. Even right. though I live on my own, I can't be left alone. So when you're alone, you're not actually alone. So who, no. who are you with? Well, the thing is, like, if I turn the music down, I'm going to hear the voices again. <laughs> All right. You know? What do they say, like? It's like a... It's like a, it's like a, like a help. Uh-huh. Do you know, just help. before you said help, I thought you were going to mourn in, like, ecstasy there. I thought you had, like... Imagine if, as a doctor of sensuality, sensuality, you were haunted by like um, ghosts that have sex with each other. I think that would be entirely appropriate. Like, well, the, the ghosts are saying, Help. you know, like how how Derek Acor and people in his position always like sort of locate ghosts, which are living in some sort of eternal crisis. I think you, with your sen- powers of sensuality, would basically single out spirits that were just living in eternal bliss. Of the most depraved kind, you think like the like the most. Uh, well, I suppose <clears throat> I do hear uh, the voice of Errol Flynn uh, every now and then. Do you, what does yeah. he say to you? Well, what doesn't he say to us? Mm. He guides my life. He had malaria. Uh, yeah, and he died of syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a bit of catch- catching up to do. I would say you don't really have any major diseases. No, he, he he just has a little 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 whisper in my ear, you know, alone at night. Does you know, he say this won't hurt? Hurt. He just says it'll only take a minute. Just don't die with any money, uh, or else you've failed at life. <laughs> so that that means uh, every time he says that. Have I you ever think, used that at the job centre when you've tried to sign on? We don't. Well, I don't. I've never done that. I've never done that. I'm I'm a proud worker man who listens to Errol Flynn. Uh, you know, I mean, hours of despair, and uh, he he is like the little dark angel on my shoulder. Is he? Yeah. Well, I think I've discovered something about you there. Like, I wasn't expecting you to say that. Like, I don't look like him. So you you are never truly alone, like are you? If you if Errol Flynn's kind of yeah. pulling the strings, then like, you know, I, I, he comes to talk to me every time I have like like two two three bottles of wine. He turns up. <laughs> But he, uh, he, dicta- he dictates what I should do for the rest of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Does he tell you to just put a? Um, I can't. I, I can't divulge because I think I'll be like upsetting him. Does he tell you he to put a curry in the, in the microwave and watch Netflix all night? Is that what he's telling you to do? No, he just tells us to carry on drinking. Does he just carry on drinking and uh, carry on online betting? Is that you? Are you you're into online betting now? Is this your new? That's not very sensual. Well, he says it. I mean, I'm I'm just a I'm just I'm like a puppet. What are you being betting on, like? Well, you know. Do you, do you not do uh, do you not gamble a little bit? Um, I, I don't really like. No. I, I tell you what, I saw something on the news which was um quite interesting. Apparently, it's quite prof- profitable to gamble on um political events now. There's big money to be made because if you think about Brexit. That was a bit of an um, unexpected result. And then Trump getting in, those were two quite big, um, like, you know, yeah, unexpected yeah, yeah. political events. And apparently a lot of yeah. money was made on those those things. So I can imagine gambling, gambling on something unconventional, I think, would be more my saying. Like, but do you just gamble on, like, footy and that, like? No, no, um, I, I gamble on, you know, the classics, like uh, worm racing. Worm racing. Yeah, you got two worms and you just sit and watch them. And the first one, they get a, you get a like a mat on the floor. Where like it's like a bull, it's like a bullseye ring. So that you've got the middle bit where you put the worms, and you've got an outer ring and an outer ring. 
and the first worm to get it out the ring wins. I mean, it's a good six or seven hour game. You know, it's uh, it's a wonderful pastime. You I know. know. So in that six or seven hours, you can have a you can have a damn good drink. You know, so and you're then, having a great time hmm. watching the worms move to the outer ring. Wriggle. And then yeah, and then when they move to the outer ring, you know, because I'm on my own, you know, I'm either fucking furious that I've lost. <laughs> how angry how angry that. do you get like I, you know I mean me and me and Errol will have a good conversation about it I reckon you could build up quite a high level of anger over a seven hour period like yeah man I mean what normally happens is uh, the, after seven hours of solid drinking watching the worm get to the outer ring uh, I get annoyed then I then I find myself waking up and uh, just seeing what devastations happened to me, me living quarters, you know, I've, I've obviously mm. got very angry. It doesn't matter who's won, you know, I think I've lost. So I smash the place up. Have you, is there like a, um, you know, is there a champion worm out there? Someone, is someone rearing? I like, don't know because I stamp competition on them. Competition grade I, I, worms. I stamp on them immediately because I can't remember. <laughs> it's a part of the rich. I can't remember who, which one was mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you squash them. I squash them and then chuck them out the window for the birds. Wow, I mean, I thought I was kind of not coping being on my own, but... Yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm fine. We're talking about you. You're the one who's lost, are you? I'm fine with worm racing and right. talking to Errol. See, so, I, I don't... I, I, I thought the lakes was quiet. I, I, that sounds pretty... Uh, it is quiet. Exci- ex- it is quiet. Exciting stuff. No, I'm... Yeah, I hear in my head, it's like my inner monologue, you know? So I set, this, I set all this up in silence. There's no actual... Yeah, not, you know, it's speech. not real. It's no. not real. So I sit in silence and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you lost a lot of money on these races then now? Listen, I lose a fortune. I don't know Do how... You? I, yeah. Yeah. Every time I seem to lose. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? All I can see is... It's a, terrifying. A, a pile of burnt money in the corner. I must... Well, before I pass out, I, I must tell just get uh, my money and burn it. You know, I've listened to your little story there and... Uh, I don't know if it's just me, it's probably a couple of listeners as well, but I think you've lost a couple of uh, sensuality points there. Like, I, I just don't think that's I something a man of your, like, prowess is, and position should I'm be getting involved in. Like, You know, I'm only sensual in, like, um, you know, social situations. So you don't cope But on well. my own, you know, Aye. you know, I just, you know, strip naked and race worms and then <laughs> smash the place up after three bottles of wine. I don't think there's a problem with that. You know, I think that's everyday life. Well, but if Errol told you to do it, then, I mean, it's got nothing to do with you, was it? No. No. And if the man the man dictates, the other man does. You just follow. And when Errol speaks, you just, you just do what you he do. says. You do. Anyway, let's, just, just, let's get off me. Let's get off my my fun nights. <laughs> let's uh, get on. So, so your, your better half is... Disappeared for a bit. Yeah, she's she's gone away for and, uh, a couple so what of you, weeks. What do you? What? what so what, why have you felt alone? Is it like the loneliness? Do you not have Errol on your shoulder? No, I out? don't. I, I don't have anyone. Listen, just drink three bottles of wine. You'd be straight there. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm working up to it. It's only been a couple of days, but like, I just find like, uh, I don't seem to have any like. Um, any main drives or in, intuitions of like what to do with me me spare time. I mean, this has been a whole weekend and I've kind of like just, I've just, just sat, simmered, sat. simmered like a pan of water. You, so you're, you're driven, you're 
basically your partner controls me controls every movement every, me every thought every thought yeah i think so yeah i think that's what Maybe i've discovered know. maybe you should like um get some sort of dialogue going with who like a dead as in film use, star as in use the phone to ring her and say what 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 do <laughs> <laughs> you've, le- yeah, you've left us that. you've left us I didn't think please that. you know only the operators over the medium of the phone I'm sat here. I'm naked. What 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 do I do next? You see as well. Do I get I, dressed? I didn't realise how much do I drink. Um, I didn't realise how how much time she spent with the cat because this thing's like meowing all the time and nuzzling on us. I must, I must admit, like, we're, we're in, in and I'm just like, this, what the hell do you want? There's a there's a there's a there's a cat right next to us and it's just like standing there. She is the boss of the. This is the boss of everything. She's the boss of the cat. She's the boss of you. The cat doesn't know what to do. You don't know what <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah, Everybody's well, just like standing still. The cat is it, honestly it, just standing it's still like, right you know, here, just going, what the hell do I do? You know, like when they're talking about when, you know, they get rid of a dictator and there's a power vacuum and people rush in to like occupy that vacuum. And that's how <laughs> that's how ISIS formed. Are you seeing that uh, <laughs> your partner is uh, the dictator in, yeah. in, in the house? That's how ISIS formed, so we'll have to say where, right. what goes there. I've, it's just like a typical day. Uh, uh, right, my eyes are open. Uh, what do I do next? Uh, <laughs> right, right, you've got to move your arms about and you've got to find clothes and put them on. I'm going to get clothes, right? And then you've got to feed yourself, John. Uh, right, your food. And then you've got to go to work. Uh, work. Oh, shit, I've got to yeah. go to work. Off I go. Uh, where where is work? Where, where where do I work? She does you know? give us a lift to work sometimes as you well. Haven't, you haven't got a clue where you work, do you? You just get dropped off somewhere <laughs> and you walk in. <laughs> just walk in the place and just... I uh, just go with the floor. She just says, you, I'll see you at five o'clock you and I'll go, here, all right, John. okay. You work here, John. This is where you earn money. Just get yourself in there. Pretend people know you. Get yourself in there. Well, I'll be I back in eight hours. I don't say any of this bloody money because it just goes straight into her bank account. We've got this joint bank account, but I just let her look after it because um, I cannot be trusted. You've been she, she says to. she says I cannot be trusted. So yeah, where's she? I don't know. She never told us. Hmm, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Well, I'll, I'll let you know what what, what the outcome is. Well, I, I must stop you there, John, because. Mm. Our sponsors have uh, they weren't happy with where their advert was in our last show. What, they, what do you mean, time wise? Yeah, time wise, they wanted to be. They want to move it forward. Uh, a they want bit. to move it forward in the show, or else they'll, they'll just chop us off. And we can't upset the sponsors. Well, really okay. Can we? you so know, we're uh, dictated to by the money men. <laughs> yeah, this this is where this is going, no. isn't it? It's just kind of greed, you know, greed driven. Day, I know we're, we're slaves to, to to the sponsors now. Well, yeah. I'm just a slave to me to everyone at the minute. You know, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> really unnacked. All right. Well, here's a message from my latest uh, overlord and dictator of my every thought and action. Um, here's a message from Love Barn. Welcome to Love Barn. Maybe tonight you will get lucky and meet the partner of your dreams. Just ring our number and add the box number of your favourite date. Here's Graham from Johannesburg. Good evening. I am Graham. I am a South African man looking to meet a special lady to share this magical journey called life. I love the great outdoors. 
being in nature and enjoying the sunshine. If you choose me, you are choosing the good life. That's right, no matter walks by the lake, fresh oysters at the finest restaurants, enjoying all of the mystery that life and love has to offer. If you would like to call me, my box number is 830-NO-PARTIES. Thanks, Graham. Here's Terry from Thanet. I'm Terry. I'm 83. My wife died last year after a period of agonising and prolonged illness. It just broke my heart to lose the old girl. I feel like a shell, like something washed up on the beach. I want to do you from behind. I want to wear my rubber gear and scream like a wounded acrobat. I'm 83. My wife used to love a kiss and a cuddle. <laughs> Silly old girl. Right after supper. I can still remember the look on her face when she chewed through her harness. <laughs> Silly old girl. I'm 83. Wow, what the hell was all that about? I don't know who we're aligning ourselves with here, but like, you know, well, thanks to Love Barn for that. Listen, they pay, they pay for the sandwiches, they pay, man. They pay. <laughs> they pay for our sandwiches tonight. Right, well, I had a little look in the news today and um, I just looked for a couple of stories to talk about, you know, which might stimulate the, the yeah, imagination. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. what's going on? I found an interesting, uh, an interesting tale out there, which was um, that a guy got his grandma to smoke weed for the first time. Uh, made a video put on YouTube, and it was his grandma's first experience of smoking weed. How old was the was the grandma, and how old was the, you know, the grandson? Well, you know, about there, that's like a... your, there your journalistic uh, instincts coming out. But I'll I'll read you the little bit of bump All I right. got there. All right. Okay, guy gets his grandma to smoke weed for the first time. This gives baking with grandma a whole new meaning. Watch Andrew initiate his granny Helen into the world of weed in a new video from Cut. The clip was produced in Washington State where recreational marijuana is legal. Helen first smokes a joint and gives the old bong a try. The buzz eventually sets in and it isn't long before Helen confesses to watching porn with a neighbour and his wife back in the day. I didn't tell grandma, she said. So this guy gets his grandma to smoke a bit of weed and after like 10 minutes of being high, she suddenly all, all our old porno confessions come out. So I mean, Way. I just wonder what. Way. I just wonder what like. It's a normal, our, normal old day, isn't you? What What do you think your grandkids are going to be getting you to do in the future? If we, If we're getting grandma now to smoke weed with us, well, what, what, I, what, what the hell well, they're going to be getting you to do in in like thirty or forty years time? Jesus, uh, I don't think. Uh, well, what I, I'm just trying to think of what I haven't done. And what they would do to, <laughs> <laughs> to to get us to do the that I haven't uh, experienced really. Uh, I've got to have a bit of a think about this one. Well, it's puzzling, isn't it? Really? I mean, realistically, I could be a grandparent in the next two, three, four, five years. Really, you know. I suppose you could be, yeah. So, as a grand, so it'll be the next twenty years, say, say, eighteen years or something, I could have a 
an 18 year old, say in 20 years, I could have an 18 year old grandson, right? Mm. So I'd be what? Touching 60. So I'll be sitting there. Wait, I mean, what, what's going to be around then that I would have to do that I haven't done? It's a good. It's a good question. It's why. It's why the story jumped out. Um, jumped jumped out really because I thought. Well, hold on a minute. This woman, if she's done it, this this old dear man, is, yeah. you know, she's obviously like she's got to be sixty, seventy, or something like that, right? Yeah. She's done this before, hasn't she? Yeah. She's just a lying out cow, isn't think- she? She's just a fucking lying out woman. <laughs> It's just like, oh no, I've never done anything like this, grandson. I've never done anything like, oh, what's this? What's it called? A bong. Well, she fessed you know? up to watching porn five minutes you know, into being stoned. shit. She's a complete little <laughs> liar, isn't she? You know, oh, what's this? What's it called? Porn. And this is a bong. You know, what a load of bollocks. He thinks she's all innocent. And, you know, yeah. how do you think her, his dad, his mum his mom or dad's been born? You know what I mean? She's obviously been on the bong, watching a load of porn and then getting it on with granddad. That's how his mother and father have been born. Well, exactly. And that could have been in, what, the 80s? <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's an absolute load of shit. That's you what mean, I think. You mean grandma's had sex? Honestly. Honestly. What do you think? Like, hey, grandma, hey, I've got this new thing here. It's called, uh, like, uh, it's called, uh, it's called my, 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 marijuana. <laughs> oh. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Do you, you mean reefer, son? <laughs> no, no, that's not how to. This is not how to do a bong, son. <laughs> no, it's just full of shit. You know what I mean? Absolute bullshit. She'd be like, "Why you got a fancy old pipe to smoke your reefer, son?" Well, <laughs> when we were kids, we used to just shove it in our ass. <laughs> yeah, she's an absolute bloody liar, um, and he's so gullible. You know what I mean? He's thinking he's going to show his... I'll show me our grandmother the ways of the world. The ways of the world. What a load of bullshit. She's probably a porn star in the fucking 80s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what a load that's of shit. it. I guess it is confusing for the lad because... Um, you know what I mean? I'm, the, I'm quite angry about this. It's confusing for the grandson because, you know... It's, Little old granny, she doesn't do anything. She just cooks pies. Well, it's, that's it. It's not five minutes away since she was, like, um, cooking them like a, a fancy birthday cake in the shape of like uh, Superman and then the next thing you know she's shaving her vagina and she's uploading a video onto YouTube do you know what I mean exactly. so it is confusing for her when he, if he delves deep enough she'll be uh, she'll be on the dogging sites <laughs> dogging <laughs> well I've got another story here what a lying bitch I've got another story here um, bullfighter gored so hard he needs his rectum reconstructed and it says graphic video in brackets, which, you know. And the story is a Mexican bullfighter just discovered the hazards of his trade in the most horrific way. Antonio Romero suffered severe injuries when a bull plunged a horn into his backside in Mexico City's Plaza Mexico on Sunday. Good. Um, the gore- kind of happy for the bull about this one, like. The goring damaged Romero's anus and rectum. He required an operation that included... Controlling the bleeding. Um, the New York Daily News noted Romero had the bull seemingly under control but fell to the ground as the bull made contact while he was dangling his red cape. How can you have a bull under control? You know. Well, do you know what struck me when I read that story? I was thought. It, was it a horn in the anus? Is that what struck you? Well, I thought, like, you know, I, I hate, when I was at school, you, you, we were at school together, I hated most sports, you know. I. I I could never get round the idea of putting a pair of shorts on and going, going out onto a football pitch with, like, 20 lads and um, 
kicking a inflated ball around and like pretending that was like fun. I, I could never see what the what the, where the fun was to be had in that. So on the flip side, you'd rather get a red cape and get a no. ball to charge you. No, no, you're, pres- you're jumping to conclusions. I'm jumping to conclusions here. So, you know, it, there's so many pointless hobbies out there. Like darts and golf, you know they, these things are pretty strange. I must admit, when you're playing golf, like uh, this, uh, unless it's a real bad shot, you're not going to get anything up your anus <laughs> in golf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so, or football, or you know, so, tennis. You'd, it'd have to be a real bad shot or a real, you know. But if you're going to go for the bullfighting, there is those two horny, you know, those two, two horns. That are dangerous and uh, they will penetrate anything that's you know available. So obviously he's got himself in a position. How the? I'm just trying to trying to work this out, right? So as a bullfighter, you've got to face the bull. You've you've got the the cape. The bull runs at you, and so you fake it. So you put to one side. The bull thinks you're behind the cape to kill you, but you stand to one side, and it goes under the cape. And every Spanish or Mexican person goes, "Wow, that's amazing!" The, the you know. The bull hasn't gotten him because he's moved to one side. Now, what part of this is he turned around <laughs> and put the the cape, but uh, you know, so he's bent over and like put the cape behind his bum and, uh, <laughs> and come and get it. He's like, come and get it, and he's like trying to move himself to one side backwards, and the bull's just like rammed him up the ass with his horn. Yeah, he's obviously, uh, you know, any fool can see that he's bent over, put the cape over his, you know, covering his backside and thought, I'm going to fill this bull now and I'll move my bum to one side and the cape will be at the other side and the, the bull will run, you know, through the cape and my rectum will be safe on the other side. <laughs> uh, Do you think that's... Why, you know... He thought, I've got, I've got this under control here. Yeah. This bull is under protect, control. Protect the rectum. That's, uh, you know, Why just... is he turned around? You know, so he's mm. looking the other way. I'm, I'm just surprised. I think it's here, a, bit, like... a bit of hubris on his part. Like, he thinks, well, he, it says here he had the bull, bull seemingly under control. So he um, he looked at the crowd. He gave them a cheeky wink. He, um, he, he placed the cape to the rear of himself and he, like, uh, concealed the buttocks. And then he bent over. And um, and then he he opened the bum flaps like a pair of uh, oh, curtains at the beginning of a, a big theatre production, and then he just didn't expect the 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 horn to be entering his rectum at that at that specific moment. But that the specific un- moment in speed, yeah. But <laughs> would unfortunately, have been a fast, fast. His rectum entry. was in the wrong place, wrong time. Would have been like a thirty mile an hour entry as well. You know, the, like. Getting back to the point I was making, though, it's like, you know, there are a lot of daft sports. There are a lot of silly sports out there that you that are available for you to do. But, like, bullfighting, it, 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 it's just, it's just it's man beyond against, me. It's, it's, it's man against beast, like, isn't especially it? Especially when it is. your rectum is, like... Exposed under a red cape. Yeah, there's, there aren't many spots where your rectum's under, like, the specific threat of having something no. thrust up, but, like... No, no, I don't. I'm going to have a... Let's have a think about this. American uh, football, no. Football, no. Golf, no. Tennis, no. Um, you know, rowan. And it's no, the, it's the uh, humiliation. Kayaking, no. 100 metre sprint, no. 400 metres, no. 
javelin. <laughs> Maybe the javelin, if there's some, you know, some, you know, adjudicator, Aye. you know, if he's not pointing the right way, he could get speed with the javelin. Say that this, what they should do is, you know, the 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 animal cruelty crowd um, rightfully kind of protest bullfighting because the bull does die quite slowly and painfully. But like, as a as a compromise, what they should do is um, arm people around the bull arena with uh, javelins and the matador just has to like dodge the dodge javelins I mean it's still I think get, that's kind of fair isn't it he'd still get the thrill of um, a large pointy object up his rectum now and then but there'd so be no he, bull bull, yeah. bull in the ring so then, after so. he's like you know unfortunately you know you know killing the bull once the point of the bull is like falling to the ground dead, you know, in a horrific manner, and he stands triumphant with his red cape, you know, like 3,000 people throw like 3,000 spears at him, and he has to dodge him with his red cape. I think that'd be fair, that. Well, at the this, end of the bullfight. Yeah, at the end of the bullfight. And the bull's dead in the ring. The in bull's the... dead in the ring. That poor bloody animal has just been like humiliated and killed in a heinous way. And after the guys like said, "Thank you very much. I've done this. It's amazing. I'm me against the animal, you know. And I've done it. And I've st- stuck it. And I've killed it. And everything like that. You know, it's very painful for the goddamn animal." Then he stands there. Then everybody in the whole crowd throws javelins at him, and he has to dodge them bastards. And if he gets out the ring, you know, <laughs> alive. Did Errol uh, Did Errol Flynn tell you to say that? I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. It's like Hellraiser, that you know, like yeah. a pinhead. He'd end up like yeah. a pincushion. He's got to dodge him if he if he thinks he can get away with killing the bull for now. It's just for now, really, isn't it? You know, now you know he has to dodge fucking three thousand uh, spears. If I he think... can dodge all them, like you know, on the fair play, it's never going to happen, is it? He's going to get speared all over the place, and uh, I mean, there might be one up the rectum as well. But <laughs> I think um, well done to the bull. You know, he's like thinking. This is for every single goddamn, you know, compadre of mine who's been killed by you folk. You're getting it right up this shit, this son. Bumph. You know, being being penetrated in such an intimate way in in front of an arena of spectators is humiliating enough, but also that little, like, matador outfit that they have to wear. You know, can you imagine being, like, um, penetrated wearing one of those little matador outfits? I mean, that's just... Insult the injury, really. So again, that sport, all sports have like a strange uniform. But I just think this guy, you know, having his anus reconstructed and having to wear a matador outfit. I don't think he should have his anus reconstructed whatsoever. Do, no. no, he shouldn't have it. Should should what should he get it like? Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, you know, pimp my ride. You remember that? Yeah, that, that uh, TV show. West Coast Customs. Can yeah. you get? Can you get your anus like? Like pimped, pimped, <laughs> pimp my anus. No, he should just have that. I mean, obviously that that poor bull was on his way out, and he just uh, got him. You know, and uh, no, I think that guy should have that fucking. Obviously, the, the the bloody bulls died. He should have the horn sawn off and just stuck there forever as a constant <laughs> reminder. You know, so he'd never be able to, you know, sit down or anything like that. Christ, you know. I think you've lost a few more sensuality points there, but that's tonight's anger. news. That's anger. Anyway, that's tonight's yeah. news. Uh, let's uh, let's do what we do on this show and move on to the pineapple. Let's truth. do what we do best, John. <laughs>
Right, let's get there. Let's have a look. Ten things your parents lied to you about. <laughs> Ten things. Wow. Wow, this this might be quite that's hard. A, this that's like, an this, interesting one. That this might be quite hard. Uh, you're good looking. You're clever boy. There's two, <laughs> there's two things. I'm still thinking, John. Um, just... Um, this is this is a hard question for me. I do, I do think like I do think life didn't really turn out the way they tell you it does when you when you're five or six. Like, well, I remember my mother saying to me, you know, "I love my mother very much." You know, unfortunately, she's passed away now. But uh, I remember her turning to me and saying, "You're not my son. <laughs> when you were born, they took you away and they brought back somebody else." You're not my son. No, I, I love my <laughs> mum. You know, you know, she has passed away, but she did think that I wasn't her flesh and blood because of the things I got up to, you know. And I, but that's another story, anyway. Anyway, uh, so uh, ten things your parents lied to you about. I just kind of, I kind of think, I think, I just don't think my parents lied to me. Really? I think that's what it is. I can't think of anything. They lied to me so about. You've had, you've had the real deal from day one. The, the, they've given you the unadulterated, non-watered-down version of, yeah, of life. Yeah, there was, no, there was no lying in my family. Not at all. They told us I was useless, and I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> they told us I was end up in prison. And I'm, I, I'm, you know, that's like something that might happen the in skirt, the future. Skirting the... There, was no, um, <clears throat> there was no niceties in my family. No, you know, there was a lot of hard, hard, re- hard realities of life. That's brutal. That, like, yeah, I can't, I can't think of it. They didn't lie at all. There's no point in lying, is there? Really? Did you get well, lied? Did you get lied to? I, well, you know, you're gonna do well in life. You're gonna be rich and famous. Well, I something like that. I you're, think it's you're just so, you're so clever and intelligent. You don't actually have to, you know, study study your maths. Sometimes the most damaging things that are, are, are not specific, but it's when they say like just general things, you know, like um, oh, everything that, will be alright. That's right. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Everything will be alright. Oh, you're, you're really good at that, or you know, did you get that? Yeah, I just, never got that. I think kind of sometimes you can get like cushioned along on this cloud of like Jesus, man. You, I got... you can you can have your like your ego boosted up to a point where you think you're just like. You're cruising through life and you're just totally winning at everything. And then I never got that at all. No, I was told I was losing all the way, <laughs> and it was so right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, uh, when I started playing the guitar, mm. you would you would expect, you know, I was like twelve years old or so, eleven years old, twelve years old. And I think I went for guitar lessons when I was twelve with a really good guitar teacher. It was really, really good. And I uh, went for the first lesson and he showed us something amazing. It was something, you know, magical. It was something yeah. really nice in the guitar that you wouldn't... So I came back home and I started practicing it. After like five minutes, it was like a knock on my bedroom door. Are you going to be doing it all day? <laughs> Are you going to be playing the same thing over and over again? Will you just shut up? <laughs> I'm like, well... I'm just I'm, I'm learning to play the guitar here, ma'am. You know, um, oh, but so I turned it down. You know, it was a 
acoustic guitar with an amp and I turned it down a little bit and I started doing it again like really quiet you know just trying to get my guitar skills up and there was the, another good, the door opened it was my father are you going to be playing or you've been playing it for 10 minutes now the same <laughs> thing are you going to be you know and I'm like well mom, you paid for guitar lessons and I'm trying to learn the guitar here uh, you know obviously I didn't say that at the time I just went alright I'll just stop and that was it. There was no like, there was no encourage, there was no major encouragement mm-hmm. in the in the in the musical, uh, but they were quite happy after a while. After like, uh, you know, learned a tune. There was a, he can play the guitar. He's great on the guitar. Aurean, he's great. You know, uh, but the other people didn't know the the heart and struggle I went through. You know, so, so I didn't get. I didn't get. In fact, I'm. It's a funny story. This because like only two weeks ago, I, I played the piano a bit. You know. So we're talking about nearly 30 years later, right? So I'm playing the piano. I'm I'm, I'm just tinkling in all the old ivories and I'm playing a little bit of of back, you know? I'm just like playing this thing. And my old man, who's a lot older now, and I've been playing it for five minutes. Box the door open. Listen, are you going to be playing that? You played the same thing for 10 minutes. Are you going to be doing this? And I just went, and I just thought to myself, Jesus Christ, I heard that like 30 years ago. There's <laughs> nothing's there's, changed. There's nothing's changed. There's no patience here. So they've not lied to me. I mean, my parents have been brutally honest with me. Mm. From like, you know, like an 11-year-old to an 80-40-year-old. They tell us how disappointed and shocked and, you know, upset they are with my choices in life. I think you've been blessed with like uh, lies <laughs> do you think that? Do you think lies help? Yeah, I think you've been blessed with lies, mate. I, I think I don't know if they do because you can be lied to and told how wonderful you are, and then when you hit, what when you hit adulthood, who, tell, who tells you this? <laughs> just how good looking and tall. Fucking tell me, I was tall. You know that is a lie. <laughs> 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 You're so tall. That's a fucking massive lie like that. Like they used to, um, I'd have them for that. I, I used to, you know, just run in, run into the front room, you know, when I was little, and I'd go, "Mummy, mummy," and she'd go, "Oh, you're so tall. You're so tall, John. You, you're going to be big and strong." Oh, isn't that lovely? That sounds lovely. That mate. How old were you? I was about um, nineteen. Actually, I can think of it. Um, I can't think of one lie, which um, I think it's great that like we all we all know that's a lie, but the fact is like I think you actually did run about in the house when you were nineteen. I can't think of one lie. My granddad made us this magic wand from from a dowel, and uh, he, he he cut this piece of like dowel wood to about you know nine inches long, and he painted it black. And he painted two white ends on on the end of the dowel, so it was like a magic wand. And he gave us this magic wand. And um, I sat in the the front room one day. I had like a toy car sitting in the, on the carpet in the middle of the lounge, and I was just waving this wand at it. And like, I I, I literally did it for like three what hours do you mean, straight. Like trying, to, trying to get it to move. Or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to make it disappear. Disappear. And. Um, I was just waving this wand at it, and and my mum 
thought I was going through some like early onset like mental illness watching this. She was just thinking, what the hell is they doing? And she was that why you never seen you for two years? She snapped and she was like, she's like, what are you doing? And, I, and I, I'm like, oh, mum, I'm trying to make this uh, car disappear. And she went, all right, well, if you want to do magic, you've got to close your eyes while you wave your magic wand. Oh, what a lovely mother. So, That's so nice. So I did that, and then when I opened my eyes, the car wasn't there anymore. And uh, she, you know, she obviously just walked over to the car and put it behind her back and walked N- off with no, it. No, John, that was real magic. <laughs> but I, I thought I, I was... Dis- that was real. I'm not going dis- to destroy any of your, your childhood memories there, like, you So know. from that moment on, I'm I, th- I thought I was a, um, a warlock, you know what I mean? And I, I, grew, me, um, I grew me beard long. I just like Is that why you grow your beard? I started wearing like sheets instead of clothes and um I, I Jesus. I got myself a cauldron. I thought that that was just some sort of soup thing. <laughs> what, what, well it did happen to taste quite nice, but I, I mean, was eating your soup. Yeah. <laughs> and that was your wizard's cauldron. <laughs> I was weighing in there. Fuck. I was having the I was having the odd way in there. Like, listen, I wasn't going to say this, but your mum gave you you gave me your car. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you made it disappear. It's in my car collection. You know the ones I used to make. It's on the shelf. Thank you. Oh God! So that I've was been a, eating your piss. That was when a I lie. was like when I was like a kid. Yeah, that's why you're so tall. <laughs> Oh See God. if I if I drank my own urine, then I, I could have been tall like you, and then some some of these lies they were telling us wouldn't would have been true. This, this question's got really really deep into your psyche. This one, listen, <laughs> listen. Your parents didn't like you, John. It's okay. <laughs> parents don't lie, man. They don't lie. I think truth accepted. Let's get off this before John commits suicide. I'm a, I'm a warlock. If you had to marry an inanimate object, which would it be? All right, okay. So go for it, John. Man. Go for it, my man. Go have we got it. any boundaries on? No boundaries on this this subject. So any inanimate object. Yeah. So you'd want you'd want an object which kind of fulfilled all of the properties of like uh, you know the opposite sex, if that's you. Persuasion. You've just got your mind in the gutter, haven't you? <laughs> it's right in the gutter, straight to the Com- to the to the filth. Companionship, you know. It's not companionship. Conversation. You've just, you've just you've just went to a, like a Swedish penis pump, haven't you? That's what you've gone to. I'll marry a penis pump. <laughs> yeah, that's all you want. That's all you're saying. Oh my God. You can go around the houses and go around the doors, but it gets back to like, go, oh yes, I'll be doing this. Uh, but at the end of the day, like. It's gonna fulfil me sexual needs. What's the what's the delineation between a Swedish penis pump pump and like a, a German one? Or why Swedish? What's the? Well, the German one has a little horn on the top of it, like they used to have on the helmets in the First <laughs> World War. There's a little spike <laughs> on the top of it. <laughs> Does so it really? You, yeah, it's more of a trademark than kinky. Else. Sounds kind of yeah. kinky. Well, we all like... know Germans are kinky, don't we? I, I wouldn't marry a penis pump, like. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw this um a guy at work had um you know when like phone air uh, pictures get passed around on mobile phones sometimes he was like uh, i don't get that 
He was like, that? he was like, oh, check this, check this picture out. And it was a guy and he'd driven his Land Rover up into the hills. You could tell he was in like a rural environment mm-hmm. and he was having sex with his car. This guy, he looked a bit like Keith Chegwin. He was a similar age, quite a stocky guy, blonde hair, bit so, of, a, so bit of was, red cheeks. Right. And he was at the back of his Range Rover and he was inserted himself into the exhaust pipe. But to top the whole thing off, he had um, he had like a brassiere on. He had like really kinky lingerie on and he was having sex with his Land Rover. I mean, Where, whereabouts was it? What, what was he doing? How, how was he having sex with his Land Rover? I've just said he was he was inserted into the exhaust pipe. Oh, right, sorry. I must he's on his I knees. Said, yeah. He was on his knees having sex yeah. with the Land Rover. That would but, burn, man. But that is quite a that's quite a wise choice for your inanimate object wife, isn't it? Because I mean, that's practical. No, that's that's burny time. You might just get yourself a Swedish penis pump with a. Or a German one? Well, he doesn't have to... He For that fact, it's not going to burn. It's going to make everything bigger and happier. He doesn't have to insert himself in the exhaust. He could just finger the glove compartment, couldn't he? The glove compartment is huge. How big is this guy's fingers? He wouldn't mean even be touching the sides. Well, what about the gear stick? He could um, suck, suck the gear stick off or something. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just I trying don't to. Want, uh, well, but the thing is, uh, it's like, is, is this question for me and you? <laughs> what would you marry? What would I marry? What what object would I marry uh, to make yeah. myself happy for the rest of my life? I mean, you don't have to marry a car. You could marry an inanimate object and have a car as well, couldn't you? I mean, there's no, there's no well, law, law saying you couldn't. What 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 object would 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 you marry to make you happy for the rest of your life? Um. Wow, it's it's a tough one. This one, man, there's loads of things. Is it going to be? Is it a physical or a mental thing? Is a mental object. You know, I mean, can you marry a thought? I could, I could marry a thought. I was thinking like a Rubik's cube or something like that. <laughs> right, <laughs> come on, let's say you're about this. Wet, this this Rubik's cube, you're gonna. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a mental. I mean, who the fuck can do with me Rubik's cube? You could be there for years. So years. you like a challenge to you? Like a, a you're like a woman who's a bit of a, like a, a challenge so to you that like you've got to overcome. Every day you've got to be challenged and like uh, every day it's just a puzzle and you're like, you're never going to get it right ever. Mm. You know what I mean? So that could be the class is the same as being married. You're never going to get it right. Yeah. And all the time you're just still puzzling around trying to please it. But ultimately you've always got it wrong. You know, and you're left with just a complete puzzle in your hands, you know, and then every night you go to bed going, I can do better tomorrow, I'll do better tomorrow, but it doesn't happen, <laughs> and you're, just, you're still going around and you're still trying to get the Rubik's Cube right, and you're not just clever enough to do it, and so every night you go going going to bed and going, I'm really sorry, you've married a Rubik's Cube one, I just can't make you right. It's, it's, I'm really, really sorry. You just sound like you're leading yourself down a path of eternal uh, tension and, and self-doubt there. Like, well, yeah, just like when your parents lie to you, do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you, you haven't managed to elevate that. Well, it's just marriage, isn't it? Marriage is just like... Just an etern- uh, just eternal puzzle. Yeah. You can never figure out what's right. Mm. Well, I mean that's very interesting. That I think you've you've unlocked you've revealed some kind of like uh, esoteric uh, wisdom there. And yeah, what about Ro- could I marry RoboCop? 
I guess, it's, I guess just, it's really weird because like uh, at bedtime you'd be just hearing you're coming with me dead or alive <laughs> I don't think I'd like to hear that in a, a sensual he situation he doesn't sleep in a bed Robocop he sleeps in doesn't like, matter uh, you'd be hearing that like you'd be like I'm just going to stay up a little bit you go to bed and uh, I'll, I'll, I just want to watch the rest of this film and uh, you know I'll have a drink <laughs> and you just hear like the gun coming out of his side of his thigh and pointing at you, and he's going, "You're coming with me, dead or alive." I think what Robo. The fuck, you gonna say that? I think RoboCop's quite sensual. Do you not remember the scene where he goes back to his original home, and he he, he has those flashback memories of his life with his um his wife and his child? Do you yeah, but he starts smashing the fucking TVs up, man. So, they cost money. Well, he's got a temper, but I mean, so. I think Robocop would be quite chill to live with to He's get not, to get married to, but I think what you're describing there is more like how Ed Two or Nine would react. You know, if you married Ed Two or Nine, I mean, you wouldn't be able to get away with much then, would you? You know, any any transgression, and they would go, "You have five seconds to comply." <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit. Shit. I mean, you do live with a dictator. You must have heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You must have heard that many, many times. You have five seconds to comply. <laughs> Does that ring a bell? Does that ring a bell? <laughs> when do boy band members turn into men? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> That's oh, a good dear, question, dear, that because I mean, I got the I got the newspaper the other day. I was sitting on the bus, and um, the 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 free metro paper was on there, and um, I opened the middle pages, the entertainment section. Bloody yeah, take that! I mean, take that. Those guys are like nearly fifty, and they call themselves a boy band. Yeah, there's there's only three of them now, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, the numbers were diminished. But that's the thing, they're so old now, two of them have died. You know, that's how old a boy but band is. But have they? <laughs> but have they? They've just disappeared, haven't they? They've decided that life is better out of the boy band scenario. But the three lads... Who's it? Who's it? Is it um, uh, Gary, Gary, Mark, Mark and, and uh, uh, Howard. Howard, still rock and roll. That's right, Gary... Mark and Howard, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Robbie's gone. We know that. And yeah. Jason Orange yeah. has disappeared uh, yeah. you know, as well. Um, uh, what was the question? I can't even remember the question. When do boy band members become men? You know, I mean, so they're, they're, they're really stretching the, um, we're the gonna, boundaries we're, we're of gonna being fo- a boy. We're going to focus on take that. I think that would All be... Right, okay. We shouldn't, we shouldn't go out of the boundary. We should stay at this one and discuss this in length. Well, a, a guy who's approaching 50 is not a boy anymore, is he? I mean, it's quite, no. it's quite simple in my mentally, mind. Mentally, he's, he's been a boy until he's 30-year-old because he's been told as a boy band member what to do and what to eat and what to do and what to think. You for someone for like ten years, and then they get the like the ten years thing, and they think, "Oh no, um, I, I should be doing this myself here. Like, uh, I shouldn't be." Do, being you, th- told do by you think any of them actually think that? Because I think I don't I think, think Gary so. thinks like that. I think Gary's pulling the strings, mate. Like, I think Gary's no, he's been told what to do for years, and he's, Gary he, has. I think no. At the beginning, he was, and then he was like, "Hold on a minute, I'm making all the fucking songs here, you know, and I'm getting fucking, I'm making the songs, and everybody's yeah. saying the money." 
So he woke up. Gary's, like, Gary awoke from he, his... He turned into a man, didn't he? So Gary's a he man. He turned into a man. <laughs> right there. You know? I think... Uh, what about Howard, though? I mean, Howard's older than Gary, isn't he? I don't know. Is he? I think um, I, I feel I think he is, but I'm you know I'm not hundred percent. Right, so he's the he's the back and singer dancer. Right? He's Gary's, a, he's a, Gary's a man, but how he's still a boy? I mean, how does that I don't work? think so because he's older than Gary. Yeah, but I he's think, still a boy. Yeah, no, I think he's, he's in had, a boy band. He's had kids. He's had kids all over the world. But he's in a boy band. He's in a he, no. I don't. I think I think Howard is like. Uh, I think he was like the, you know, the guy who like he had. This is the way to get him, lads. Listen, there's women, there's women that want us. Listen, I can sp- spin around in my head 15 times a night and I can do the splits. <laughs> you may be able to do harmonising all over the shop, but the lasses like to, do, like to say this. Listen, this is how to do it. I'm the man here. You follow me. Let's go. There's not many men, grown men, have the flexibility still to do the splits. So I would say how it's still a boy. Well, if you suppose, well... You know. No. Can you Howard's do the splits? Can you of do the splits? Of course I can. <laughs> can you not? Did Errol tell you to do them? Listen, don't don't mess with Errol. <laughs> Listen, he's, he's my mate and he's going to stay my mate and he's the genius around my aura. I mean, 50-year-old boy band, it's, it's eerie, like, it's listen, quite creepy. So, Listen, let's get it straight, right? So Gary became a man when he decided the whole thing should split because he was getting obviously getting ripped off, right? Yeah. Little Mark, he's been done, right, off his last because he was sleeping with loads of lasses every time after the after the gig. He was going to the bar and he was out drinking all the rest of them. Oh, little Mark, little Mark, who would who would think little Mark would be out drinking Robbie and the rest of the lads? He was the last one standing with all the women and he was taking them away and fucking shagging them all, right? He's this just, is all fact, right? Yeah. An old fucking on Jason and uh, Mark, you know Mark. I think Mark's all right. Jason's an enigma. We don't know what Jason's been doing, do we? Jason's. A, do you know they actually alluded to that in this uh, article? They were they were like um, they were talking about how they they began recording the latest album, and Jason was present for the recording, but then he just suddenly uh, just he, he up and left. He he disappeared. Um and and the kind of was saying we're just gonna leave it at that you know he's he's in a place you know he he decided he doesn't want to really do this at the minute and we're just we're happy to leave it at that really and um they were they were talking about him in some strange were, I just got a strange vibe off the article I read like you know, well if I was Jason um you know you you would get where would you go if you wanted to get away from the whole thing where would you go in the country. Somewhere remote, you know. Remote, yeah. Yeah. Whereabouts? Where would you think? I w- if I was Wales, if, uh, Wales. Nah, it's not. It's not big enough. Scotland. It's not big enough. Nah. Know. I mean, that really is remote. If you if you've been a, a millionaire pop star, you want to be somewhere where, you know. It's going to be quite a little bit commercial, but you still can be away from everybody, hmm. just to do what you want. I think the Lake District. You think he's in the Lake District? I think he's there. Like I think he's hiding. Holy fuck! What's happened here? We've just had an animal jump onto the <laughs> fucking desk here. Like <laughs> he doesn't want. He's, he doesn't know what to do when the cat doesn't know what to do when the the women's away. Anyway, let's get back to the subject. What was I saying there? So you know, Jay, you reckon Jace, you've got theories in the Lake District? I right? think he's there. It's a perfect spot. To perfect you? spot to hide. I think you hide there. 
and just do what he has to do. They were talking. I'm going to investigate the tone of this, this. The tone go- of the. Um, I'm going to investigate this. This is dangerous stuff. I think he's out there. The tone of the um, article, you know, they were talking about him in some really sort of dark, um, some dark mood. You know, it was, yeah. a, it was a dark mood that when when his name came up, and they almost like sort of said he was, he'd almost like left to like start a death camp or something. The way they were talking about it. You think? Uh, I'm going to investigate this like a Jason Orange death camp. I think he's running a death camp in the Lake District. I want to find this out, man. I'm going to... I want to investigate this. We have to talk about this more. Yeah. We run out of time here because our sponsors only sponsor us for certain amounts of time. I, d- I didn't realise. You know, I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Hope you did. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Jason Orange and... The Celebrity Death Camp in the Lake District. Listening to Dead Down the Drain. For more information, visit our page at facebook.com slash Dead Down the Drain. Please subscribe to hear the latest episode. You can tweet to us at D Down the Drain.